please welcome to the Apple Store Covent Garden in London for tonight's Meet the Filmmakers, our host, Craig Stevens. It's like, it's like three of you went, I'll just clap because I have to. How are you all? Are you well? Oh, so British. How are we all? Are we well? So much better. Um, thank you so much for coming. What a, a, an incredible special evening we have for you. Um, very quick apology. One of our very, very special guests can't make it tonight, but please do not worry. We have an incredible director who's going to be sitting right here. We also have an Academy Award nominee and an actor who's been in some of the biggest movies of all time joining us right here. Before we give you the chance to meet them and ask them some questions, let's take a look at the phenomenal action of Triple Nine. Just one out. Two and a half minutes. Come on, move! Whoa! Three days, unless you hear from me different. We're dealing with the crash and bash. Four-man team. First time being robbed. No fun, right? Major crimes will be heading up the investigation. Jay Belmont, fair with Chris. Hey, sir, can we talk about this? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I was not sure you could pull it off. We are not finished, Michael. This wasn't the deal. I had to convince my sister to spare you. There's another job. She said she'd kill every last one of us. We don't get this thing. Poor man crew. Who's that poor guy? We got a way to make this happen. We could pull a 999. Triple nine? What is that? That means the cops been killed. Every cop in the city runs toward that car. We'd have all damn day. You all right? I'm good, you? Does anyone believe maybe something very big is about to go down? There's gotta be a different way. I don't have a problem taking out a cop. I do a cop just like him. Out monster the monster. Get home at the end of the night. There's no limit to what desperate men will do when pushed. Officer Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome director John Hillcoat, Anthony Mackey, and Chiwetel Ejiofor. <laughs> gentlemen, welcome. How are you all? Are we good? We well? Yeah, good. I'm slightly worried. Anthony, by the way, just backstage, we might as well get this out of the way now. He's just been doing the whole thing in British. Um, slightly scary. Do you, you want to get any out of the way now? Are we good? Not true. That <laughs> okay, is, um, wildly, wildly not true. <laughs> I'm not sure what Chiwetel's been teaching you, but we got to apples and pears and it got very awkward. Um, such a pleasure to see you all. First of all, uh, I, I don't mind saying this when, when it genuinely is true. This is my film of the year so far. I think it's just phenomenal. Absolutely a phenomenal piece of work. I saw it last night. Um, it took me back uh, to some of the films that I actually grew up and got me into movies. Um, that it kind of had that reminiscent of Heat for example, it had that underlining depth to it for, for stuff like that, maybe the French Connection as well. What was, what was your inspiration when you first read the script, John? Uh, uh, French Connection and Heat. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> that's, a, that's amazing! 
Wow, uh, you owe me a tenner. Are you serious? <laughs> uh, I am serious. Wow. No, but no, I, I mean, I actually, uh, the script had a, the mechanics of the script just had a great setup in it that I hadn't seen before. Yeah. So, um, but I love those films and I, um, I love the reality in those films. So we all try to, you know, because um, a lot of the action thriller crime films have an unreality these days. So we all were quite committed about, you know, getting the realism. It felt like we hadn't seen that kind of realism in a crime drama, maybe since The Departed, which, which of course, was another uh, fantastic piece of work. Um, Chiwoto, what was it for you when you read the script? What brought you from, you know, a, again, an Academy Award-winning movie to choose this as a next project? Well, actually, I'd, speak, I'd spoken to John about it, like, a long time ago. Like, uh, maybe, uh, I think it's, like, six, six years ago, six, seven years ago. Is it longer than that? Actually, yeah, it's a... Remember in Los Angeles yeah, yeah, we talked yeah, about yeah. it? Like, of course, of, you of course I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm easy to forget. You know, it's blended in. It's, uh, yeah, if you, you two want to be alone, we, uh, me and Anthony <laughs> could pop out. <laughs> no, it was, no, I'm, I'm terrible with time, but I think it was, yeah, it would have been about, I think, 2010? Yes. Yeah, really? Like, uh, yeah, six okay. Years, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so in that sort of time frame, I was, so we met and talked about it, and it, then it kind of went away, and you did another movie, and like there was a lot of like the, it just sort of was doing its thing. Yep, we had but to wait for Anthony to um, become available. Yeah, it was yeah, it was Marvel. Uh, yeah, and um, <laughs> the when the franchise is slowly, you know, get when it dried up for up. Anthony. We are were are you saying that movie. Marvel may have paid more? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anthony, anything you want to say? <laughs> yeah. You'll put the wings on for money, right? Oh, no doubt. You have, you have twenty dollars. I'll put my wings out right now. <laughs> Basically, three streaks yeah, that way. There's a lot of people do the same, buddy. <laughs> you're not going there. Um, what was it about this script then that, that that took you to it as well? What was it that inspired you? What did you see in that script on that first re read through? Um, I thought there was a certain level of uh, reality with all the characters that I really liked. Um, I love the fact with my character that you know he was torn. He he was a he he's a bad cop and he's doing things for a specific reason, but at the same time, he's torn why he's doing it. Instead of just, I'm bad, I know I'm bad, and I'm gonna do this because I'm bad, you know? He has a, a, a certain um, a, a tamer about the way he feels about what he's doing. And you don't really get to see that. You don't get to do that, I feel, as an actor. It's like, usually the director comes to you and say, okay, you're the bad guy, you're the good guy, and it never came, never came across that way. I was gonna say, that's what's really interesting about this film. You don't know who to root for. You know there's corruption. You 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 know you feel for but you feel for each of, of your characters. You know, for example, Chiwetel, you're you're fighting for a cause. You're fighting for part of family. You know, to, for the son. Uh, you're fighting possibly for greed at the beginning, but obviously there's there's an element of conscience that creeps in. Is that rare to find in a script nowadays? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think that you know you're dealing with a really complex uh, set of uh, characters who are. On one level, like totally morally bankrupt and totally nihilistic, really, in their outlook, but also uh, real people. And that's why you do have an element of empathy with them. I think when I read the script, I kind of liked the idea of playing someone who was on exactly that, like on one level, like doing it because he had decided <coughs> to not essentially care about whether what he's doing is morally right or not. He knows it's wrong you know uh but on uh, but uh, another side is like is cornered into it and feels that he has a sort of that there is a kind of empathy that is possible for that 
for that character, and I, um, you know, I, I like that duality. You know, I thought that was interesting to play with because I think that's so much part of the kind of moral universe anyway. That ethically, there is so it's it always is so grey, and there are, and all of these characters I think are quite grey. Even the good guys are a little funky. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, well, I don't even know if I like him that much. <laughs> you know? I mean, I mean, I'll be honest with you. You don't want to hang out with any of them, to be fair. Um, John, I wonder if you can talk us through the cast because when you uh, when I, you have a script, I wanted like this, to hang out with Irina. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we all? Didn't we all? Um, talk me through the cast because this cast is. Sorry, that I mean, came it, out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it is an ensemble. I mean, when you get a cast list like this. How do you go about getting this many incredible, talented people in one movie and making time frames work? That's got to be tough, right? Yeah, no, it was a huge... Uh, uh, that's partly one of the main reasons it took so long was uh, to... Because there's eight main characters to uh, find, you know, in everyone's schedule, that time slot was enormously difficult. So um, at one point I was going to make it... Four lawless, then it kind of changed gears, and um, yeah, there was a, a, a real momentum with some of the b producers that came on board that just thought, okay, let's let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of talk. So, I think it was yeah. maybe 2012 when we, you know, as film fans, started to hear a little bit about this, and I think Shia was Shia LaBeouf was kind of somewhere attached, and Kate Blanchett, and and scripts. Did, did the script change? Did people's availability change? Well, uh, I mean, the engine, the mechanics of the script were always there, and, and uh, Matt came up with, you know, this incredible thing that actually is from a policeman, that a uh, friend of his, that told him, that, you know, about this code, the triple nine that they have, uh, which is, for those people that don't know, it means an officer down, and, you know, in America, all, all the policemen, you know, like rush to the scene of the crime. So uh, it, you know, it, it triggered in him this idea of, well, that's great diversion, you know, if you're uh, under pressure to pull off something like an impossible heist. So um, uh, I think what changed is, is actually all our cast brought um, uh, extra personality and, and enriched the characters. And I needed that kind of real, um, uh, when you have made eight main characters, you, you want to, and exactly what you're talking about, uh, no one's exactly what they seem, and, and we wanted to make everyone three-dimensional, you know, to um, enrich them. So I think the cast brought a lot, I think the research brought a lot, but for me, with a script, it's always in flux, you know, even in post-production, you know, there's, you know, the music changes things, the editing, you know, it, it's an ongoing process. Um, let's talk about research, because... Oh, sorry, and I would add that it was originally set in LA, and that changed as well, because uh, resetting it in Atlanta, which was a happy accident, it started as a tax rebate out <laughs> of necessity, and then it actually enriched the film further, I think, because it, it got away from the... The, the West Coast, uh, East Coast thing that we've seen a million times. And, you know, at, uh, Atlanta had a, a rich kind of um, freshness to it, I think. 
And rain as well, presumably. Probably some nice rain in Atlanta. You're going to get that in LA. Let's talk about research because there's a... <laughs> it is wet. Um, there's, a, there's a moment in the movie, and I don't want to give too much away. I think we've been really careful about spoilers here. But there's a moment where the police are looking at the CCTV or, or, or the video footage of the gang, if you like, for lack of a better word. And they mention that they look very tactical. They look like the professionals. Do you get that training? Do you go into that? You know, do you know how to handle the guns? As uh, do you work with the police? Do you work with the SWAT? Do you work with the tactical people to make sure that's genuine? Yeah, that's a very important part of um, of the uh, just of the process. For me, I haven't really. I, I've done some stuff with guns before this film, but not much. Uh, so I was kind of interested initially to go and go down to the gun range and you know hang out with the guys and uh, and start that process and then um, you know I kind of uh, <clears throat> I sort of got into it you know and I and I uh, and I got into the the, the guns and then the <laughs> I mean it sounds but <laughs> but I kind of got into the whole like kind of concept of it and then uh, we were you know we were working with these like uh, we were shooting AR-15s and doing tactical training and, um, and just the sort of momentum of that and the kind of, at times, the kind of fog of war of that, you know, because at, at points there were groups of us going, you know, not uh, actors, but me and people from, you know, this world who are sort of Navy SEALs who have done extraordinary, like, mind-blowing, like, sort of uh, activities around the world. Firing all these weapons, there's like shells, they're all live ammunition, there's shell, like red casings flying everywhere. I'm going through these myths, like trying to do this thing and feeling weirdly very calm about it and engaged with it. And, and then, you know, running out of bullets on an AR 15, pulling out another, like a weapon and then <laughs> carrying on and like, you know, thinking I could just do a, like a tactical TJ Hooker roll and, you know. <laughs> And suddenly getting like totally caught up, and then you know I was doing a lot of like training, like weights training and stuff, and you know just in the time and realizing that that as a lifestyle, you know, which is this character's lifestyle, you know, I, I was really engaged with it, you know, and uh, and kind of had to be to be in this universe and to sort of play this part, but finding it very engaging and and in its own way seductive and understanding something that I'd not really understood before about about that, that side of, of, of the culture. You know? What about for you, Anthony? Um, well, it's interesting because my character was a detective. So, you know, bringing Marcus to life, it was very important to ha have the comfort level of the majority of your time awake, you have a pistol on your hip. And um, I feel like a lot of people spend time with guns, they shoot guns, they know how to work guns, but the ultimate rule of a gun is knowing when to use it not how to use it, especially with a police officer. Um, and all the cops I talk to who are friends of mine, they always say, it's not how many times you shoot, it's no, knowing who to shoot. And um, so it, for me, it was more so, because you know, I, I, have, I have a permit for my weapon, it's permitted. They're both packing <laughs> right now. <laughs> Um, but I grew up with guns, you know? I mean, not like walking down the street breakdancing with a gun, but like, you know, I grew up on a farm, so we went hunting and things like that. Um, so it was just, it was, it, was, it was a different experience for me. It was more so about, you know, having a, how do you get in a car and uh, dislodge your gun and do those things. So, you know, Marcus, his comfort level was different. And he, it was a very specific weapon he chose to use. 
you know, it wasn't a man killer, it was a bounty stopper, you know, and I didn't have hollow tip bullets. I wanted shaver bullets, so when they hit you, you know, you knew you were hit. It didn't tear you to pieces, but it'll stop you, you know, and things like that. that this I has got with. very specific, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know whether I'm excited enough, or scared right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine line. Hollow tips and talent in the clip. I was, I was just thinking, I can't make the drink afterwards now because I've got something else on. And, but thank you, buddy. Um, it's, Actually, I, I found out something really interesting. Someone uh, explained it, that if you're Navy SEALs trained, you've fired millions of rounds. If you're military, you've fired hundreds of thousands. If you're cop, you've fired thousands. Right. So it's actually... So uh, the high end, it's like muscle memory. And, and, and there is, and what you were saying about the use of the weapon is totally different from right. uh, someone like a, a Navy SEALs training. Right. How do you go about, because I believe, uh, I, I, I think I have this correct, that you use some real police, you use real SWAT in the movie as well. Are they walking around going, Anthony, Anthony, hold it down, buddy. Get it right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it looks good, but it's wrong. You know, are they advising you? Are they telling you how to do it? Uh, um, you know, it was interesting when we did the uh, scene with the uh, heads on the car. We actually, uh, we actually. I'm hoping had, you're all uh, old enough to see that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we had real gang members out there, and then there were certain days where we had rival gangs on set. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we had tactical cops, like real uh, gang enforcement cops out there, and they're like, you know, keep those dudes over there, or else some shit gonna break out. You know, and me being dumb, I'm like, hey guys, hey. <laughs> Oh, man, you're in a gang? I was in a gang. We, we played marbles. And they're like, nah, we kill people. Oh, nice to meet you. But the, uh, the gang cops, the SWAT guys, were extremely helpful, especially when we did the moves like securing the apartments and chasing the guys down, that whole uh, sequence. They were very involved and very, very helpful in telling us where, where to go, how to do it, what to say. You know, because it's not like you just bust in a room and you're like, clear the room, and everybody disperse. It's like, no, there's one dude, and he gives everybody orders as you move, step by step. And, um, you know, if you don't do that every day, if you don't have that training, you can't just make that up. I was just wondering how you actually go to the Atlanta police and go, hey, we're making a movie about police corruption. You want to be in it? <laughs> no. Um, should we get some questions from the audience? Let's see if you guys have a question for any of the guys. Does any of you do put your hands up and we'll see if we can find you? Is there anyone? No. My man right here. My can man right someone? here. Right here. Right here. Hello. So let's get a microphone to the front there. Um, I don't know. First of all, the movie sound looks amazing. Amazing, right? I just wondered whether the moral ambivalence that you have in the movie has any relation to Breaking Bad? I just love that, that as well, where you take someone who was good and then they, you, start, you send them back. I don't know if that's part of your plot, maybe. Also, I've drawn you guys. Oh. Well, I wish Aaron was here now. <laughs> yeah. he was yeah, where's way. Aaron? He was coming. Aaron I'm sorry, you were, you were here for him, weren't you? <laughs> Uh, no, but uh, seriously, the uh, thing that television has done um, has, uh, it's kind of taken that mature audience and, and they actually celebrate flawed, uh, complex characters where, um, and, and I think it's sad that the, the movie business has kind of lost its nerve a bit on that, you know, um, but, you know, can I ask you a question ab ab about that to a degree? Because you seem to have a lot of freedom in this movie. This movie 
does push the boundaries of what we've seen in films for a long time. We know a lot of movies that get cut to, to get a wider audience. This movie doesn't hold back. And I think that's part of its gritty realism and, and the, the beautiful side of it. Was there ever a point that you were kind of building gags into the movie and thinking, this won't make, you know, we can't actually do this? And I don't want to give too much away, but, you know, if you've seen the Red Band trailer, we, we see the, the heads on the bonnet, for example. Was there ever a point you were like, this is too much, this won't work? Like, we won't be allowed to go this far? Um, well, that's the story of my life. <laughs> we've seen Lawless. Uh, uh, actually, uh, one of the producers, uh, Keith Redman, over there. Um, uh, yeah, he he was just constantly uh, trying to cut out all the good stuff. Why are you, Keith? I would no. never have asked the question if <laughs> I knew he was here. <laughs> no, no, there was... Um, I think everyone... Uh, there's always a balance and there's always um, different battles that go on about these sort of things but um, I think you know um, everyone that signed on knew what sort of film we were trying to make and and for you guys was there ever a point that you were like was there ever anything I mean presumably it was all in the script but you kind of going wow we're pushing the boundaries of film here because it really does go further than I think a film has done for a while I think if you've had any interaction with the cop. I mean, except the cops here. The cops here are just like, they're not cops, right? Well, I mean, they don't know about hollow points and all uh. that stuff, maybe. <laughs> like, it's a cop. But if we you're were naughty coming out here. of a pub, we'll tell you what. Right, right. It's like, hey, you there, you stop it. <laughs> I'm going to take you to jail. Right? I'll tell your mother. I'll tell your mother, spankings. Um, <laughs> no, maybe, maybe you've gone too far a little bit there. A little bit? I don't know. It was, uh, I've seen four cops since I've been here, and literally two of them were playing Candy Crush outside of a coffee shop, and the other one was over here eating, like right outside here, eating a wrap. And we walked by, and he went, oh, dear, hello. <laughs> I was like, what's up? He went, hey. Back to his wrap. I'm like, these are the most unthreatening cops in the world. Chibotel, you live here. I mean, if anything, <laughs> I mean, I feel like the Australian maybe outside this building, <laughs> you're okay. Well, I can take you now. It's a place. We're in an Apple we'll store. It's the, the nicest top. place on the planet, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yes. What was the question? <laughs> Aren't the police really lovely here? <laughs> I think that's where we ended up. I think you've misunderstood the UK slightly. Oh, really? Yeah, come back for Civil War and we'll talk. Yeah, hey, all the police I've met here are so nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, anyway. <nah. laughs> well, let's, um, let's, before I let you guys go, let's talk very quickly. Civil War, anything you will tell me that you would tell me on camera that you won't tell me anyway? Is there anything you will let me into? It looks like a game changer. It's a war of uh, civic proportions. Rubbish. Thank you so um, much, Doctor Strange. There it is. Yeah, that's the movie you're in. That's the movie you're in. Yeah, no, um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I can't wait for you guys to check it out. It's going to be amazing. Are you signed to like some kind of you, I can't tell you anything kind of thing? Pretty much. I mean, nothing formal. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to give the plot away. Exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it's, it's very much like this movie in a way that you, you kind of. You, you really want to tell everyone about it, but there's so much in this movie that you want them to discover as you discover it. Um, before I let you go, there's one thing that I wanted to mention to you guys. Last night, I got to see the movie with an audience, and everyone did the same. 
after 15 minutes, the opening 15 minutes, you heard the whole room breathe out. And I think that's the most, I think tension is the ultimate word. Was that something you were always going for? Was it always planned to make the most tense movie you could? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. No, I was actually I was, um, just trying to uh, make sure they didn't fall asleep at that point. Um, <laughs> 15 minutes in. Yeah, yeah that's the yeah, magic that's the, number. That's for yeah, exactly. That's what little, we say. I'm a gone. Little, yeah. No, no, but... You got no. me 16 minutes into a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find out the end. I'm there for the next hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, exactly. No, but, uh, uh, yeah, um, the, that kind of uh, adrenaline and energy. And I've actually been itching to do something that was very contemporary and urban and um, ha has a lot of energy. That's where we come in. Yeah. yeah. To answer your question, your previous question about the... Uh, like, were there times on set where I felt like, is this, is this pushing it? Like, yeah, like quite a lot. You know, there were a, a bunch of times, especially in the, uh, like near the, what would be the, <laughs> especially when you were around, uh, especially like near the end of the film, you know, like, yeah, with just, there was just moments of just like, it's, you know, it gets, you know, they, 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 these are characters who will take it like all the way and, uh, and, um, uh, and it, it gets like pretty gnarly in, in an exciting way. I mean, it's all driven by the characters. That's the thing about, I think, always with John's films, like the violence is also character driven. You know, they go as far as, these characters go as far as they need to go in order to achieve the objectives that they need. It's, it's never gratuitous, even though it can sometimes be pretty shocking. You know, it is, you know, I, I remember that in the proposition. You know, there were moments in the proposition that I was like, what did I just see, you know? And, um, you know, and it's part of, like, your, your, your sort of filmmaking style is, oh, like, it's honest. It's raw in that way. Yeah, I try to, uh, I, I mean, I think, yeah, it's like our lives. I mean, it's our choices that shape, you know, the things that happen. Um, we're not all just chasing a pre-existing plot, which um, can happen. Um, in the movies, that is. But things change. <laughs> well, in life. <laughs> no. I mean, things will change when, when Anthony tries to leave the store and the police mini in the rap comes for him. It's, it's what's going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, th I can't thank you. <laughs> Do you want a rap? Um, the movie is, is, is nothing short of phenomenal. I, I absolutely, genuinely love this film. It's fantastic. You can check it out on February the 19th when Triple Nine is released here in the UK. Ladies and gentlemen, please go crazy for the director, Mr. John Hillcoat. Thank you. Anthony Mackey and Chiwetel Ejiofor. And give Thank it up so for the much. sign language lady. Woo! She was over there.